0: Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it. This month, we are illuminating awareness for cervical cancer. On this episode, we hear from Evelyn Beckman, a gynecologic oncology nurse practitioner, Dr. David Deering, a gynecologic oncologist, and Pam Scales, a current patient. I'm Evelyn Beckman. I am a gynecology oncology nurse practitioner, and I love caring for women with diseases that women may feel shame about, or or culturally we're told not to talk about our private parts. I just love empowering women, and even if they're, their organ they feel shamed about, um, just to know that it's okay to have diseases out of their control and that that there's people who want to care for them and love them. Cervical cancer used to be the leading cause of death for women in the U.S. However, we're very fortunate now to have technologies and availability of healthcare that potentially um, developing countries don't have that cervical cancer is no longer a death sentence for women. My hopes are that most relationships that people have with their providers is one that they feel open to talk about their body. I mean. A provider, a doctor, a nurse, I mean they, they love the human body to begin with, that's why they went into the science, so a patient shouldn't feel embarrassed or fearful to talk about their feelings, their, the things they're sensing with their body. For an individual who may be nervous to talk about their, what they're feeling in their body with a provider, please know that even in this day in technology we have increased use of virtual visits and televisits, you can email your provider, my chart message your provider. There's so many ways that you can feel comfortable approaching a physician outside of just being on the exam table that we really encourage people to bring up concerns that they have with us at any time. In our current state of cultural uncertainty and pandemic uncertainty, we must choose hope and not fear of disease. And the benefit of having screening tests like the pap smear, they empower us in our fate and give us health by our own choice. For an individual who may not have a PCP or an OBGYN, currently Norton itself has a physician finder phone number. It is 502-629-1234. And the individuals can find a physician who's taking new patients, who can be close to your home, your work, whatever's convenient for you, as well as takes your insurance. So there's no excuse to not have a screening pap smear, especially Cervical Awareness Month.
1: Vaccines and screenings are so important. Here's Evelyn.
0: The HPV vaccine, which is eligible for both boys and girls starting at the age of nine, um, is is able to prevent high-risk HPV diseases not only of the cervix but also of the the oral cavity, um, the rectum. There's a lot of organs that that HPV-related cancers can can affect, as well as cervical cancer. Even though we are in the midst of a pandemic, it is still very important and valuable to to be screened for cancers such as cervical cancer with with a pap smear or an HPV test, which can be done often at your family doctor's office and especially at your OBGYN office. So current guidelines recommend if you've had a negative test, a negative pap smear test, to have tests every three to five years.
1: Here's Dr. David Deering sharing his wisdom from working with women with cervical and other gynecologic cancers as well as the important treatment advances that have been made in this field.
2: I am Dr. David Deering with the Norton Cancer Institute, Norton Women and Children's Hospital, St. Matthews, Kentucky. Well, cervical cancer is a major killer of mainly young women all around the world. There there are many, many more cases in third world countries than we have in the United States. It's a major cause of, of morbidity and mortality even in this country and particularly in in underserved populations, inadequate access to healthcare resources. There have been some exciting innovations in the diagnosis and management of of cervical cancer over the last few years. One huge advancement has been the vaccine for the human papillomavirus. Most cervical cancer is related to HPV infection, which a large percentage of the population gets exposed to in their adolescent years or when they're young and and become sexually active. Fortunately, most of those HPV infections resolve, but there are certain strains of the virus, such as 16, 18, 32, 33, 35, about 10 that are considered oncogenic, and they can cause first high-grade dysplasia, and then that can progress to invasive cancer. HPV vaccine has remarkably reduced the incidence of high-grade dysplasia, carcinoma in situ and and invasive cancer in in the vaccinated population. And HPV, as an aside, is also implicated in other cancers, cancers of the oropharynx and head and neck in in men and women. And so getting young people vaccinated can, can also reduce those cancers. Unfortunately, there the vaccine the current vaccine doesn't cover all of the oncogenic viral strains. so we are seeing somewhat of a shift of HPV-related cancer to, say, type 37, which is not covered by the vaccine. but um, hopefully maybe there’ll be a new, multivalent vaccine before too long that would cover more or even all of the, of the oncogenic HPV types but in the meantime we can celebrate the success of the vaccine that we do have and certainly encourage all eligible young people to get it because it, it can make a difference. Here's Dr. Deering on treatment options. But in the last 20 years, we've, we've learned to combine radiation with chemotherapy for locally advanced cervical cancer and seeing dramatic improvement in progression-free survival and overall survival by using a weekly low dose of chemotherapy to sensitize the cancer cells so that the same dose of radiation kills more cancer cells. Dr. Deering and
1: all of your team members here at the Norton Cancer Institute bring the very best practices to inform your individualized treatment and care rooted in evidence.
2: The data were very compelling that um, the survival was better in patients who had an open radical hysterectomy uh, for early stage cervical cancer. So we've all pretty much gone back to to, to open radical surgery. Now I've modified my technique and I now do it through what we call what in lay terminology might be called a bikini cut so that um, they don't have an incision that extends into the upper abdomen and the uh, surgical morbidity seems to be improved and the hospital stays are shorter and post-op pain is better so I kind of do a modified minimally invasive procedure through a, a, a bigger incision but not as big as we use, used to use another important advance in in the treatment of advanced cervical or cancer or metastatic cancer was the addition of uh, biologic agent. The generic name is bevacizumab and it's and it's commonly used uh, in colon and rectal cancer. It is, it is uh, anti-angiogenic, meaning it inhibits the development of new blood vessels that tumors need to supply themselves with nutrients and oxygen and carry away waste products. And we learned that adding bevacizumab to standard chemotherapy, which is typically two drugs one is called carboplatin the other called taxol we've learned that we can dramatically increase response rates and and survival by using the three agents together and patients really that we used to not have much hope for are are doing much better with the three agent combination of carboplatin taxol and bevacizumab seeing more complete responses more partial responses, better uh, progression free survival. The most recent advance that's really exciting is we've learned that certain cervical cancers that express a factor called PDL1, which is involved in suppressing the immune system or preventing the immune system from recognizing the cancer cells as foreign. We've learned that if we treat them with one of the immunotherapy agents called pembrolizumab, commonly used for, for lung cancer and melanoma and, and really gastric cancer, more and more cancers every day are getting approved for use. We've learned that cervical cancers that express PDL one can be treated with, uh, and it, it doesn't work for everyone, but sometimes for some patients, it, it's just fantastic, almost unbelievable. Uh, we, we see patients with metastatic lesions that just melt away and seem not to come back. So we're you know holding our breath to see if this translates into prolonged progression-free survival. We've seen patients with metastatic disease, sometimes widespread metastatic disease that are really alive and well today that, you know, five years ago would have been, you know succumbed to the cancer. A key to
1: success we share with each patient and their family we serve here at the Norton Cancer Institute is through the development of honest relationships. Here's Evelyn Beckman again.
0: I really enjoy that relationship we get with patients. That's my heart, is the relationship, and and keeping that whole person in mind, not just their disease.
1: I would like to introduce Pam Scales. She's going to share some of her thoughts from a patient perspective.
3: I tell you, I've got an amazing, amazing team. I I, I couldn't have asked for any better care. Um, th- those guys are just over the top amazing. I don't know, I try to steer everybody to Norton's because I, I've never been one to go to the doctor. In fact, until my cancer treatment, I never did. Um, I've never been sick and I, I just never did. But um, man, when I got to this cancer center, I mean, these people treat you like family. They, they definitely care. Um, they listen. Well, it's not like anything I've ever experienced before. Well, well, these people got me through this. I mean, they just, they really did that in, um, you know, in my faith. I, I don't know where I'd be without it. And um, my cancer journey began in March of 2017. I was led by God to the most amazing medical team, Dr. Daring Evelyn, and Tracy. I also had um, radiation and um, my doctor was Dr. Cornette who was just equally as as amazing. Um, These people are kind, they're caring, they always treated me like family. My uh, my cancer came back three times. The third time Dr. Dearing decided to do immunotherapy and um, you know after cancer comes back that many times it's very unlikely to cure it, but I was on immunotherapy for two and a half years. And as of right now, I've been cancer-free for nine months, praise God.
1: Pam would like to share some advice.
3: Take advantage of all the resources offered at Norton's Cancer Center. They, everybody in um, those different groups, and they, they have something for everything that you need. And take advantage of those. Those people do care, and they will do their best to help you. Um, communicate with your care team even if it seems very insignificant tell them tell them if you're having headaches tell them whatever they can help you with whatever you're going through just take each day one at a time
1: in conclusion all three of our experts are going to cast some hope out into this community
0: development of technologies and health as it continues to evolve over the years and decades. I mean, ultimately cervical cancer is something that could potentially be eradicated. I feel like hope is a very fluid word. Hope for quality of life, hope for time with your family, relationships with your family, memories with your family. Hope for coming out of cancer treatment and not be broken.
2: Well, I hope that all, that my patients can have a good response to treatment. I I know that we can't cure everyone, but I hope that we can enhance the quality of life, at least, for everyone that we treat. Even the ones that we can't treat, hopefully, can have a better life as time goes by and we we learn more about the biology and physiology of malignancies.
3: Most of all, just talk with
2: your care team. Talk with your care team
3: and, and talk with God it'll get you through it's not an easy journey it really isn't um and, and when you're in it you just feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel but but there is and there's life after cancer
0: thank you for listening to the norton cancer institute Hopecast, casting hope out into our community